0: All right, I'm in. I'm into. Into what? Question mark.
1: Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of at the moment. I don't know why.
0: Hello, George is home.
1: <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: So I want to try out a new intro, as well, or in addition to the current one. Okay. Subscribe to get notified when we drop new episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at wtae podcast.
1: Wtae podcast.
0: Thank you for joining us today. This is Worth the Admission Podcast. My name is B. Frank.
1: And I'm Travis.
0: And here we talk about many things, movies, TV, and the ever-changing pop culture. Welcome to our second special episode. This is a special episode because we are going to talk over some of the newest Golden Globe winners.
1: It was interesting. I'm a sucker for award shows. I don't know why.
0: It's always fun to see what gets recognition.
1: Yeah, but with the Golden Globes, you're kind of like, really? Did you really did you really win? I mean cuz I have some questions. Obviously a lot of other people did. I think we have a lot of speculation on, on why certain things won. But overall I enjoyed it. I'm not a big fan of Andy Samberg, so I don't really find his comedy that funny. I mean, I liked him in Lonely Island. You and I both know that. But yeah. other than that, I not I don't I don't really I don't really care for him. I don't really like him as an actor. I know who Sandra Oh is, but I and I know I only know her from my wife talking about her on Grey's Anatomy. That's all I know about her. Well, we're going to talk about all the winners. I don't think there's really any controversy. Well, there is some, but nothing crazy. I did see the Idris Elba tweet if you didn't see it, That with was Daniel hilarious. That says, "Awkward. I died. I thought that was I thought that was quite funny." It's fun uh-huh. to poke, I mean, make light of a situation cuz people were taking that really serious about James yeah, Bond. Which... I know it's I, I know it's an iconic franchise, but people were taking that a little a little too seriously.
0: Yeah, that was that was a fun picture. It also shows that, you know, they're buddy-buddy.
1: The Jim Carrey bit in the beginning was, he looks crazy. I'm sorry.
0: Yes and no. Like, at the same time, he still kind of looks like he could hop into a courtroom and tell only the truth. Oh, but that so was so funny. It was a good bit. I thought that was hilarious, making a move. And I love the Sonic name drop. That was pretty good, too. I thought nice. Andy Sandberg and Sandra Oh were good hosts. They were more crass about current situations and situations within the industry than I was expecting. Yeah, but I, I
1: like what the award shows when they stick to that. I mean, I know everybody has to be political and that's their platform. But at the same time, too, I also just want to see who wins. And I mean, we all invest time into watching these movies and TV shows. Maybe not all of them because half of these winners, I don't know who they are or what the show is. Like, I know what the Kaminsky method is.
0: I can talk to that because I, I watch that. Did you Some watch it? Some of these just yeah. Some of these just haven't popped up on on our radar, so it's hard to speak toward them. So we'll probably just go more through the ones that we know, which is still a a good amount of the list. We'll kind of go top to bottom. Um couple quick bits of news. During the Golden Globes, there was an HBO trailer kind of throughout all their different TV shows, and there was there was a new clip came to about three seconds for game of thrones if you haven't watched that yet definitely check it out captain marvel trailer newest trailer uh came out during the national championship on monday that was pretty cool as well um not a whole lot of new footage but it was just it's always nice to see more of something aquaman is almost at 950 million as of today if it doesn't hit a billion before class, I think it's going to have a hard time reaching it. Not that 950 million is isn't awesome, but a billion is definitely a great benchmark, especially for a DCEU film. They um, haven't even
1: opened in certain markets yet though. I mean, they still have to open southeastern part of the world that they haven't opened yet. I don't want to say exactly China because I believe it's open there, but yeah. I think Japan hasn't had it yet. There's a few there's still a quite a few uh areas that haven't even it hasn't even been released yet. So it's going to cross a billion. I just don't know how much those are going to impact. Hopefully those that will be enough to push over, but the United States is usually where a chunk, or a good chunk of that in China, or a big chunk of the, the box office.
0: Speaking of Aquaman, Kevin Feige saw it uh, Saturday before the Globes. He was doing an interview where he said that him and Adam McKay, who's the director for Vice, that they would like to talk about doing a Silver Surfer movie. And I guess in Vice... There is a small Easter egg of Galactus. So if you find it, that was on purpose, and Kevin and, and Adam worked that out.
1: Yeah, that actually is pretty awesome. I mean, it, you like when they give you know when they give you little things like that. I mean, it makes you makes work you a little dream. bit harder, but it, it's a little bit better of a payoff.
0: So now getting into the into the Globe Awards, the first winner was Michael Douglas for the Kaminsky Method. Uh, I won Best Actor for TV Comedy. Um, it also won Best TV Series in Musical Comedy, uh, which was really cool to see because my roommate recommended it to me. I think it's six or seven episodes, season one on Netflix. And it's all about dealing with getting old. Like Not to be overly blunt, but that's exactly what it is. It's Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas who are both over 70, maybe over 75. And it's all about... One, their banter back and forth because they're best friends. They've they've known each other for a long time, but then you come into those life moments and it hits very hard. It is very funny, but it also is very real at the same time. So to see that was kind of cool. It it made me appreciate it even more. I'm glad other people did too.
1: But look at that lineup, though. For for the other omnis, you have you know you. I thought I liked Barry. I I didn't only got a few episodes in. I thought it was really funny. Barry was really I, good. Everybody seems to love The Marvelous Miss Maisel. I mean, I, I was quite surprised that that one. didn't win.
0: It doesn't really seem like my my kind of show, but my roommate says that it's great, and it, it won a lot of Emmys on top of the Golden Globe. It's done
1: by the creator of uh, Gilmore Girls, though, right? I'm uh, almost positive. I'll have to look that up. Uh,
0: Black Panther cast, they had a speech and presentation for their movie. Um, that was kind of... The movies that were presented for the best motion picture in the drama category were all spread out. So the first one was Black Panther. The cast came out, spoke toward the film about what it is, what it means, and presented a uh, basically the trailer. The various other movies did that throughout as well, which was really cool. One thing I love about the Black Panther panel is the Wakanda Forever.
1: Oh, yeah. All of them out there on the, on the stage doing Wakanda Forever. I mean it just it made it more impactful and you got to realize to me it feels like that movie's been out a long time but it only came out in what february of last year
0: yeah well and it became such a humongous cultural phenomenon that i mean for the fact that a superhero movie was nominated for any type of award is really big i mean it opens the door for the possibility of more even though it didn't win anything it's still it's it's a crack in the door that's been closed for all the years and we're getting to a point where superhero movies you know like the winter soldier is a great superhero movie it's a great cap movie but the main part of the movie it's just a spy movie is all it is it just has captain america in it so when you get these really amazing movies that have and are following a, a type of underlying story or underlying theme you have the opportunity to be chosen for all kinds of awards and black panther really opens that door how did you feel about Black Panther and Klansmen not winning anything? I mean, obviously there's a lot of nominees, but I would have liked to see a little, little bit more recognition on either of those parts. They were just really good movies, I thought, not just Black Panther as a superhero movie.
1: I mean, with Black Panther, it feels like it came off as, hey, we nominated you and that's a great thing, but that's all you're going to get. You're not actually going to walk away with anything. And that was a little bit of a bummer. I still haven't seen Black Landsman. I mean, it looks really good. I thought the story was really interesting. The way they played it, or uh, Spike Lee plays it off, I think is is really interesting. But at the same time, too, I think everybody, at least the way it seems like the Oscars are going to go, is they're really touting a Star Is Born. You know, I think that was mm-hmm. another one that I thought, think I, that stuff that I thought was going to be a better movie. I mean, they won for best original song, but that was about it. With Black Landsman, with the the Hollywood Foreign Press. I don't know if that message comes off a certain way, clearly, like it would as an American living in that time, you know what I mean? Versus being over, you know, in a different part of the world and not really necessarily understanding what it was like at that time. The concept is crazy, but still the underlying tones of race, racism and race in that movie, it just depends. If it didn't translate well, it wouldn't surprise me that it didn't do... It didn't pick up any awards. With Black Panther, it's another one of those things where... Action movies are, it's still an action movie at the end of the day. And when you have action movies, it's really hard just to win anybody over because a lot of your attention is being diverted to all the explosions and action scenes and it takes less away from the acting and character development and things like that. Now, Marvel does a really good job, but I also think we're not quite at that point yet. I think it's nice to see them being nominated and I think the movie's well deserved. But that's all I believe yet. And until they really blow us away with a, a movie, even as diverse as Black Panther was, I think the diversity wasn't the only thing that um, that made that movie great. But I also think too much of the action is what also hindered it.
0: I could see that. There was a lot of action. And obviously, with how fast Black Panther is just in his movements, those action scenes had to be focused down a little bit more. So you couldn't necessarily play with all the different type of camera angles... Or, you know, shooting styles as you might might want to. So I can I can totally see that.
1: I mean, also with Black Panther, you have to realize, in the Marvel Universe, I mean, for most people, you've seen all the movies. So you, when they reference certain things or they bring something up from a different movie, that only really matters to the people that are, have been watching every single movie. When you get into a, a Golden Globes Oscar type thing, these are a lot of one-off movies. You don't see many sequels you know, win, a, win major awards for that reason. A lot of these are just w- really developed one-off mo- kind of movies, whether it be historical or fiction, whatever it happens to be. I think that's another thing, too, when you're doing, like, a Black Panther movie, as great as the movie is, you still have to tie in and keep the moving, the universe progressing. And so that kind of gets lost when you have to set up certain things and you can't necessarily close out storylines like you would in a traditional movie.
0: I don't know. I think Marvel is going to really step up their game obviously their game is pretty stepped up right now but i think they're going to raise that bar even further because they know that they now at least have the potential to be nominated it's no longer just a stigma that superhero films are just superhero films they can be great films as well i mean how the dark knight itself is just a great piece of cinema i think marvel is going to start pushing that because once superhero movies the the first time a superhero movie wins something wins an actual award at one of these ceremonies it's going to blast open that door and we're going to see a lot more pop culture start to take effect in the sense of pop culture that is also good cinema
1: but i think that's the fine line that you have to to go on at what point with pop culture movies like superhero movies if you nominate enough of them or they come to the party and you let them in Do you start letting in things that not necessarily aren't as good, but just more popular? Like, Black Panther was a really popular movie, and for the right reasons. But also, if you start bringing them in, are you just going to start judging more on the superhero side, or how crazy things are, are you looking at that from from that angle? Because I really like watching cinema. I like watching movies. I don't get a chance to see as many as I would like to. Obviously, there's too many things, and we're oversaturated. But when you come to watching, you know shows like the Oscars, where this is the best, I guess, quote unquote, what is the best in cinema? But look at the quality of those movies and just in tales of how character development goes, how their story goes. You know, it's all very, very fine tuned, and they're really enjoyable. They may not be the most rewatchable things, but if you let in too many of these pop culture movies does it start becoming like a fan vote thing like you would with, uh, you know, you have like the Teen Choice Awards or the, you know, American movie, you know, like music awards where you just have a bunch of these things where it's just popularity contest. It's not necessarily who is the best. And obviously superhero movies, regardless of who it is, is going to be the more popular vote or the more popular take because it's a superhero movie. I kind of like seeing movies that I wouldn't normally want to see or would know about and go, wow, that actually looks really interesting because there was quite a few that I looked at that I go, Oh, I think I actually want to see that. I mean, I've been wanting to see Star Wars Born, but you're also looking at movies that I didn't think I was going to want to see, like The Green Book. I think looks really good. Would have never known anything about it before. It was on my radar. I knew it had existed, but getting a chance and seeing more of that, I guess it's own self-advertising by being you know, Golden Globes or Oscars, things like that, I it makes you want to go see those movies, and that's why they get the chance to have a new life if they've already been out on not even on digital, but they just come out of the theaters. They put them back in so people can see them, so they get a little bit of difference of a life in the theaters. It's kind of nice to to still see that, at least in, in movies. I would like to see more superhero movies, but at the same time, too, I am happy with the way it is. I would like to see more diversity, but I don't necessarily think we have to jump right to diversity slash pulp culture in things like Black Panther. I would rather see it in Black Klansman, where Spike Lee is a very good director, I think he is. It's kind of cool to see him back in features because, you know, he does dabble back in with documentaries. I'd like to see when he has something new to say. It's To me, it resonates, and it makes you want to see the movie more.
0: Well, and then with the Oscars, sometime last year, they announced that there was going to be a most popular category. And a bunch of people flipped out, some for the fact that why would you have a most popular category? Like, it takes away from the film creation part of it, which I totally understand. And then the other side of oh well you're just gonna throw Black Panther in there, but it it also has the chance of becoming like winning as a drama, and I think if if award shows just started, basically started having a new category for superhero movies, they could be most popular, and that's where the superhero films are gonna eventually go. But see, but I'm have...
1: I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the one popular the the category. I am too. To me, that's not a problem. I just don't want to see it expand from there. And I don't want all the sole focus to be on that popular one. I definitely don't want that to be the last award of the night. If you want to put that one on, put that one on early in the show. They have a flow with the Oscars. There's that point right. where you want to watch a part of the show and then it gets into a lot of the foreign stuff that we're not necessarily aware of and then it picks back up with the bigger categories. Mix it in somewhere in there. But I don't want definitely won't want to see it with best drama. Yeah, best drama. I would rather have it be separate. But that's fine. I'm okay with a popular vote. But at what point do you start bringing in other categories or when do you start, they start bleeding into best picture categories. I love all these superhero movies, but they're not a best picture movie to me. When I think of that, I, I definitely think of when you put cinematography, you put your directing, you put your sound, your editing, everything goes together, but it's with a story that's just singular. Like that's what I want to see. I, you know, this year obviously, let's say, for instance, like Black Klansman is probably going to get nominated for an Oscar, but it's a one-off movie. There's not going to be a sequel of it. Bohemian Rhapsody is another one, surprisingly enough. We'll talk about that one later, but still, that one's probably going to be nominated for an Oscar. It's just a one-off movie. I, I like keeping things just... The movies that come from the Oscars are a certain type of movie. Obviously, they're not they're not the most exciting, but they are the best in their technical fields. Now, I'm not saying that superhero movies are not the best in their set fields, but when you're trying to move a, sto- a bigger story along, I think you lose track on the finer details that you could be putting in if you were doing one singular movie. That's why these origin stories are usually really good, but they leave you with more questions than answers. And so that's what the sequel's for. I like when you can tie something together because the, all the emotion goes into it. You feel the wave of the movie. If a scene is supposed to make you sad, you feel sad or you feel something more to it because in that time... Even though it's a shorter time, you feel more connected with those characters or that story. Because when you're being nominated for an award of being good, nine times out of ten, even if you haven't seen the film, it's hitting all of those check all those checklists. That's why it's there.
0: Well, I think kind of moving forward into the next award, I thought Into the Spider-Verse, which won Best Animated Feature Film. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I thought that is a movie that was built as a one-off, but then kind of left the door open that if they wanted to it wasn't you know like Venom where you kind of they kind of planned for the second one this one was just a one-off and if it does well we have the option to do another one but I thought that I was so happy I think I yelled when they announced into the Spider-Verse I mean it went up against The Incredibles 2 Wreck-It Ralph 2 Isle of Dogs but I, I think it just it surprised everybody with how good it was, and I 'm glad that it won that award to help prove that so i was well, I was happy about that
1: well it's one of those things whenever you're going up against a, a Disney franchise, especially in an animated category you you always feel like the underdog because they have controlled a lot of those movies for such a long time I mean they have a stranglehold on the animated section, which is well deserved because they are a family. That's what they're known for is their animated – just any kind, of, any kind of animation. It's children's entertainment. Now, with Into the Spider-Verse, I thought they brought something completely different. I have not seen the movie still. We've already talked about it. I'm really dying to see it because it looks really great. But when it comes to the end of the day, I thought it had more to – it had more more for everybody. It had more if you were an adult or a kid. You know, you know, Anybody could watch that movie, which was really nice. And I think it left more of a lasting impression because it came out of left field. People mm-hmm. thought, oh, it's going to be a good movie, but then it was a great movie, and people were really surprised because they took their time on it. Now, with Ralph Breaks the Internet and, and, and The Incredibles 2, those are your two Disney ones. I mean, between those two, I'd probably give it to... It's a tough one. I've heard Ralph Breaks the Internet is better. I like The Incredibles 2 mainly because I've seen that one. I have not seen Ralph Breaks the Internet. But what I'm saying is it's another continuation where it's great. Same with The Incredibles 2. It's great, but it's still a continuation of a story. I mean, a lot of those, with the Incredibles too, they leave it open for a third one. I don't know how Ralph breaks the Internet ha- ends, but I'm sure they're gonna leave it open for a third one. Into the Spider Verse, I know it can be expanded out, but from where they brought everybody in, I think it had a deeper level and is spreading out to more generations of people. That's what I think a good animation movie brings. Because it's not someone who can just sit down, and they have to be a young kid to watch. You can be an adult, you can be a teenager, you can be an old person, as long as you're a fan of that said subject, like Spider-Man, and bringing in th- those fanboys and those fangirls, you know, because there's the lesion of them. I think does a does a story justice because you're not trying to create a character with, you know, The Incredibles or Ralph breaks the Internet, but you're also not trying to reinvent the wheel too. You know, you are and you aren't with Spider-Verse because this is a big time animated movie that went to the big screen which doesn't happen a whole lot you had Teen Titans go the movie which I thought was cute and was fun but at the same time too didn't
0: seem like it it belonged
1: no it just it was a longer version it was a longer episode versus Into the Spider-Verse where it really was like let's play with all of our toys in this toy box that we have that we can use and they created a strong movie out of it so it's well deserved I think and I also think it's going to win the Oscar
0: that would be very insane. I look forward to seeing the Oscars in general.
1: Well, with the positivity off of this movie, I don't see how you couldn't. It, it has to be the front-runner. Out of anything else that you see, I mean, last year was an okay year for animation, but I think Into the Spider-Verse actually saved animation for this year, or last year.
0: Now, our next uh, our next award went to Richard Madden for his role in Bodyguard. For those who are not familiar with the name Richard Madden, you can also find him under Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, I was at work one day and was just kind of looking for something to watch, and this popped up on the, you should watch this, and I was like, all right, cool, I like Richard Madden, you know, I saw him in, what was it, Kit Harrington was in Gunpowder, Richard Madden was in Klondike, which was about the the gold rush in California, really cool if you haven't seen it yet either, but Bodyguard was, was cool, I, at first I thought it was a remake of The Bodyguard um, <laughs> with Whitney Houston. But I checked out the trailer and, and was like, Alright, let's give it a shot and it's I think it's five or six episodes. It's really good. It won Best T V drama or Best Actor for T V drama. I it was very deserved, I think. The last episode is ninety minutes and it's ninety minutes of just pure heart pounding adrenaline.
1: I've seen it I've seen it on Netflix. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's on my queue. I it looked really good. I just I haven't seen anybody else who's watched it and has given me a review. Now that you have, I'll definitely want to check it out. I'm still in the process of trying to figure out the next TV show to binge because there's too many of them. But this one kind of came out of, I didn't know where it came from. I mean, I know who Richard Madden is and I've seen the Netflix show, but I didn't, I hadn't known anything, anything other than that because I haven't heard any reviews or anybody talk about it. There was no buzz for me. And then all of a sudden I see it being nominated and then he won.
0: I was very happy to hear his name called because I, again, thought that it was very deserved. Darren Chris for the assassination of
1: Giovanni Versace. The assassination of Giovanni Versace. Now, this actually comes on Netflix on January 17th, so people who want to be able to watch it and binge it, if they didn't see it on FX or don't have FX or have cable, it's going to be on there soon. I've only seen a couple of episodes of this one because I wasn't sure if I was going to be really into it. I'm not a big... I don't really care about Giovanni Versace. I Wasn't going to do anything for me, but... The story looked really interesting, and he knocks out of the park. Every scene I've seen him in, he he is terrifying. He is crazy, but he's brilliant in it, and I can't help but recommend it enough. I actually am going to sit down when, actually, when it comes out again, and I'm going to re-bench it, because I did enjoy it. Or at least what I saw of it.
0: I, I remember when the first season came out, People vs. O.J. Simpson, and I watched the first episode, and it didn't really hit me. I'm not... Not really big on... Oh, it was know, brilliant. Like, true, oh, that was so... True crime. It was
1: a time capsule, and that's what engrossed people. I mean, I was a kid when that happened, so it didn't mean anything to me. But I do remember the case. Obviously, it's it's very historic. I mean, in, with O.J. having a history in the state of Nevada, obviously, you hear quite a bit about him, because he does live here in town, so that gets sparked up quite a bit. And also, he would, it was in Los Angeles. That's in... It was a big story for across the country, but being that close, I mean... You know, it was just one of those stories that you just learned as a kid. But to me, that was a perfect time capsule of a show. It really it hit the marks. The characters played almost as true as they could be. I was even surprised with how John Travolta was in that movie, in that show. Same with uh, David Schwimmer playing Rob Kardashian, the the attorney, or his his friend. It it a lot of those. A lot of those uh, actors stepped up and made it a really good show, but you really have to watch that if you haven't seen it. It is, it's it's fun, but also if you know what happens, if you know some of the, the events that happen around it, it's really interesting. And I think even though you know what happens or the outcome, you're still on the edge of your seat to see the new details or how they dramatize it. It's really good.
0: I'll have to add that to my list. I might have to kind of take it like one episode at a time. But I know that this show, the second season, Darren Criss also won um, an Emmy, I believe, for Best Actor, which he did for the Golden Globe. And it also won, won the Golden Globe for Best Miniseries or TV Movie. And I've heard nothing but, but good things. It's very, very liked. It's very culturally appropriate, um, I think, is, is the best way to describe it. <laughs> one of the, One of the coolest parts about the Globes was the Carol Burnett Award. Um, this was the very first time and they gave it to Carol Burnett, obviously kind of like the Cecil B. DeMille. But they had a, an homage to her. She had an amazing speech and, and it was it was really cool. I would just go and check that out.
1: She's a comedic genius. I mean, she is an icon. She is every bit of the word. She is the reason why we have comedy today and she's, she was a pioneer. At that time, for you to be a woman or female and be in, not even just in comedy and do it to the the level that she did when no one was giving opportunities was astounding. And she is so funny. Go back and watch, even the highlight reel that they show, it just cracks you up. She is so brilliant when it comes to being funny. And her speech was very heartfelt, you know? She knows what she is. She knows she's a legend. I mean, she won't. she's very too modest to really say it. But to have she her is. talk about not only her time, but for the future, was really kind of nice. You know, a lot of those... I mean, legends, let's put it that way. I mean, a lot of those legends, it's, they're not necessarily, she doesn't want to give back, but she wants to encourage, and a lot of them don't. A lot of them are, I know I'm great, and that's it. I've done maybe one or two things that was, that will stand the test of time, I won't lie, but she was one of those, the way her speech came off, just was really inspiring to me, you know what I mean? It it was, it It was very inspiring it's, that speech was for the dreamers and the people who want to be creative or people who want to be actors specifically you know and comedians. She's not dead yet, but it was really nice to see her get her due i mean i'm I'm sure she has and she's very popular and I mean she is a legend, but those older actors tend to not see the light of day I mean you know you know what I mean like Dick Van Dyke yeah. was there,
0: and he looked and old as hell
1: he did look old, but he is what ninety yeah, two he, he is old yeah, but he was still he was still a charmer and everything. And he's another one of those that is, to me, is iconic, and you, it's cool to see those. And that's one of the things with the Golden Globes and the Oscars is that you get to see old Hollywood, if you want to call it that. I mean, it's still Hollywood, but
0: you get to see flashbacks.
1: Yeah, you know, you only get to see flashbacks, and it's nice to see them still have their wits about them to be able to to acknowledge, you know, who they are and what they've done and be able to see in a day and age where people can actually go back and see your work. It wasn't just the people that had watched you at the time because there was only a few channels on TV for at least in their sake. It's one of those, they were larger in life because they were always on TV. That's why they are as big as they are now, even in this day, but they that generation slowly goes away the same with them and as once they pass away it seems like they just disappear for forever and it's just a a fact in a textbook or something online or oh i saw this once you know it yeah. that was referenced it's it's never it's never quite the same when like adam west passed away and it's you don't hear you don't hear much out of you know the 66 batman and things like that like you would before because he kept that alive and when he passes away it kind of goes away it's one of one of those where the first Mary Poppins was big and it was, it was a game changer. And when Dick Van Dyke did that, it was, it defied the odds of what they could do at the time. And that's what made it so enjoyable. And to see him back in that, you know, in that role this many years later is crazy. And the fact that he can still do it, I mean, he looked a little bit worse for wear at the Golden Globes, <laughs> but he is also very, very old. I think he's 92. 91 or 92. He's old and he deservedly is. He, ha- he, I mean, he doesn't want to stop. He wants to continue to go. And I think that's kind of awesome. When you see those legends still want to want to perform, when you have certain people who don't want to act, you know you have actors that they just want to, they want to be in something. They just want their name to be out there. Still, it doesn't have to be for a paycheck. It's just they want to be funny. They want to be creative. That's what I like about comedians and funny people is because you get that. That's why to me Carol Burnett and also like Dick Van Dyke. Just those are just a few of the names. I mean, you can throw in Jeff Bridges too, but he's on a different level to me. Those legends that you are going to fade away someday it's nice to see them get their due in 2019 when more people can appreciate what they did because a lot of people don't know the history they just know the people that are famous now
0: now the the next globe winner uh, was for best original score which is always fun to me because the score of a movie just helps complete it and a good score can be something that is listened to without the movie You know, like Westworld, Game of Thrones, anything by Hans Zimmer, or any of the people that he does, Alan Silvestri. All of those composers make really good music that is great and completes the story, but also is great to enjoy outside of the movie as well. And Justin Hurwitz, who won the Best Original Score for First Man, I think did a great job with that as well. The score itself, I mean, when when we were talking about first man back during the top 10, I said that the score was really good. And I'm glad to see some recognition on that side. Because it was. It was very, very good. It was great. Now, song-wise, since we're kind of leading into it, Lady Gaga won Best Original Song for Shallow from A Star Is Born.
1: She deserved it.
0: Yeah. My my mom watched it, and she said that it's a fully tear-jerking ending, but that Lady Gaga just she kills that song and... You know you see the emotion that that runs through her as both a person and a character, and so it's cool to to see some of that some of that emotion pull through to others well, I
1: mean, with a movie like like a Star is born, you kind of have to have a song it it it's unfair, but it's fair I mean it obviously is a song for the movie, but when you're having someone like Lady Gaga perform it, you know someone who can really sing and perform, she's really good at what she does, that's why she won, and that movie alone let alone her performance, which was brilliant in it, and same with Bradley Cooper. But for them, you don't get that too often. It's usually just a song that's made by an artist that might get recognized. For her, being a part of the movie, I think it ties it together more, which it's a nice way to go a little bit deeper in the movie because you feel a little bit more connected because even when you're not watching the movie, if you like the song, you can put that on, and it takes you right back to that point in the movie. So it's kind of nice to always have that, and you kind of lose that with a lot of these other songs. I mean, Black Panther had a great soundtrack, too. They actually really put a lot of work into it and the fact they wanted to be diverse and you had a lot of people wanting to collaborate and create original music for it was really cool, but still, at the end of the day, that song is really good versus a whole album, which if they would have they said that a whole album, I would have said Black Panther, but if you had to pick one song, uh, Shallow is the, strongest, is the strongest choice.
0: Green Book, as a film, won three different awards. It won the Best Motion Picture for Musical or Comedy, it won mm-hmm. the best screenplay for motion picture, and it won best supporting actor for motion picture with Marshala Ali. Ever since the trailer, I first saw the trailers, I knew that it was a movie that I really wanted to see. It's you know it tackles race and the time of segregation, and he's in the South and he's, you know, making music. Then you've got Viggo Mortensen that kind of is his bodyguard, but is kind of at odds with him because he doesn't know how to feel in this in this situation, and it's. I'm I'm glad to see that it won recognition because even from the trailers I knew that it was going to be an impactful film.
1: It was nice to see it's due. I'm I'm interested to see what's going to be what lies ahead for it at least when it comes to term of the Oscars. To me, it's still in musical or comedy. I don't know anything. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if there's any music to it. But I definitely know it's. Is it really a comedy or is it more of a? is it more of a drama? Because to me, the way it plays, it looks like it has funny elements maybe one-liners but it doesn't seem like a a funny movie to me it seems more of a drama and it's one this is one of these things with the golden globes where they put things in different categories where is it really in supposed to be in that category it should be in drama
0: well it kind of brings up the the point of you know if it if it's put in because it did seem like a drama with some comedy but if they brought it in as a musical style then i feel bohemian rhapsody would have been a part of that as well because the way that they utilize a musical is, is essentially a story with music in there that moves the story along. Just having somebody sing isn't necessarily a musical. And so it you kind of have to toe that line of, was it put in as a musical or was it put in as a comedy? Again, neither of us have seen it, so it's hard to say where that actually lies.
1: I will say, I do want to see, looking at the other nominees in this category, I still really want to see Vice.
0: I know Christian Bale won Best Actor for that, for comedy, musical comedy. His speech was, was pretty crazy. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. I know that he did a lot of work for that role, so it's nice to kind of see that pay off. Now, a, a nice little shout-out I want to mention is Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects. It's an HBO miniseries based on a novel by Gillian Flynn, who did Gone Girl as well. Patricia Clarkson plays the the very eccentric, crazy, insane mom in Sharp Objects, and I'm glad to see that she won Supporting Actress because she did do a good job of making me hate her as a character.
1: Hey, if, if a character can make you hate them, then they've done their job. Or make you love them. Making making you want to hate somebody in a movie is hard to do, especially if it's a, if it's a well known actor. It's hard to come across where people just don't want to like you in a certain movie, and that and you sell it very well. That to me, that's the hardest job to do. I I, I respect it. I think she deserved to win.
0: Same with Jeff Bridges. He won the Cecil B. DeMille Award for well kind of the overall achievement. The the whole time, my roommate is like, you know, his agent is gonna call him later and be like, hey, Jeff. Next time you make a speech, don't eat edibles. Like, he just seemed like he was high the whole time, but in a great way, you know. That's
1: Jeff Bridges, though.
0: If he was, whatever, you know, he's the dude. But it was just kind of one of those funny comments. But it's nice to see him win, like, a very specific award on top of, the you know, the many that he already has.
1: Well, this is more of a, obviously it's not like a career achievement, but when you look back at his career and you just see, wow, how many movies he's been in. There was movies that I don't even remember. I don't even know that those were movies that he was in. But you look at how far his career expanded, and then you realize, holy cow, he's been in... Was it, was it 1950-something was the first? Yeah,
0: 1951, I think. 1951, I think yeah. As a, Like a baby?
1: Yeah, it was something really small. I mean, that's insane to me. And to last that long and still be... Suc- to me, more successful now. I think he's more popular now than he's ever been. Like, he'll always be Tron. That's where I originally saw him as... Out of anything, that's what's always resonated with me. I'm not talking Tron Legacy. I'm talking the original 1980s Tron. And to see him, obviously, in Tron Legacy I loved as well, too. Whether people liked it or hated it, I enjoyed it. He'll always be the dude forever oh, yeah. and always.
0: He was in Bad Times at the El Royale, as well. So, I know you haven't seen that yet. You should add that to your list when it comes out for digital. It,
1: it's on the list.
0: Now, To to kind of wrap up is the best actor, best motion picture. Now, Rami Malek won Best Actor for Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think, based on what a lot of the comments are saying, he does a great job as Freddie Mercury. He does just a wonderful job acting. Um, Now, Bohemian Rhapsody itself won Best Motion Picture Drama. And I know Mm. you said that kind of a lot of people are, are kind of up in arms about it.
1: Here's the thing. With Bohemian Rhapsody, the essentially cursed movie as it was I mean, you did have at one point Sasha Baron Cohen playing Freddie Mercury which I would have believed more I mean, obviously that didn't work out but with all the issues that they've had trying to make this movie and getting the story right and getting getting approval and then finding the right person don't get me wrong I'm glad Rami and Malek won and I believe Durban deservably believes he should have won it but it's really tough between that and Bradley Cooper because Bradley Cooper I think in a star is born he's had the hardest job he directed it he wrote it he starred in it he had done everything in that movie I would love to I would have loved to see him get some respect due even if it was just in that category of best performance by an actor but with Rami Malek I think that puts him in I think this puts him in elite this starts to make him, you look at him more than just the guy on you know Mr. Robot or yeah, just Bohemian absolutely. Rhapsody. I think this makes him more diverse. And I really want to see this movie because I see him as just such a closed-off individual and in usually the most of the things that he's portrayed or been played in. So it's kind of nice to see him be more of a... taking over such a character. Because Freddie Mercury, even though a person, was still such an extravagant character. Now, to Best Motion Picture... It may have won the Golden Globes, which may have resonated because, again, this is the Hollywood foreign press. They're all over the world. Queen is a worldly band elsewhere, more so in other parts of the world than probably the United States. So I can understand why that might have been swayed in terms of that. I've heard the movie's good, but I've heard it's not great. I think A Star is Born will probably win the Oscar. I would like to see Bohemian Rhapsody and then put it up against Black Panther in terms of what I think would be better because I believe... Those are another ones that I think will be very popular. Obviously, I don't think Black Panther is going to win much of anything if it does get nominated. Uh, if Beale Street Could Talk looks really phenomenal. Again, I haven't seen it. I've been trying to find a way to get to see it because I, I think it, it looks very fascinating. It's not something that I would normally be drawn to. So I think giving yourself an opportunity to see something different would be really nice. But out of all of those, I just think Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't think it was deserved. But at the same time, too this is a lot smaller of a group of the people of that vote and it's also a it's a lot more diverse so to me it's nice to see that this movie get recognition because of all the troubles it's had but at the same time too from everything i've heard it's it's a good movie it's still not the greatest so it's one of those if it doesn't blow you away i don't think it should win an award especially when you're trying to tout the best of the best this time of year
0: well, and honestly, the only way that we could really speak toward that, um, and maybe we can do this in a in another episode, is to watch them. You know, the only way to really understand perhaps why it won the awards is to actually be able to watch it. So once these are all able to be watched, might be like the Dollar Theater, but it's not really going to be in theaters anymore, so to once those come out we can kind of make a more educated decision on how we feel about it
1: well we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about these movies because the ones that are usually nominated for golden globes are usually going to be sticking around for the oscars so it's going to be nice to see once we get a finalized list of who's going to be nominated for an oscar maybe we can go deeper into that because my goal is to try and see as many of those movies as possible before the oscars to see see who wins but actually to see the movie and understand what they're trying to talk about as in terms of what you saw versus what someone else sees is kind of nice because I'd like to see if I think something's good or something's bad or how it plays off because I really want to see Bohemian Rhapsody but I might hate the movie there's been many times where that happens where you want to go to see a movie and you think it's you really want to see it and then ends up sucking I've heard it's good I'm hoping it holds up to my hopes but that's something I look forward to seeing so hopefully it's going to stay in that conversation for the Oscars
0: well you heard it there folks With that being said, thank you for listening. As always, I am B. Frank. I'm Travis. And we are worth the admission. Bye-bye. See you next week.